Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Recap of Honor podcast. I'm your host, Colin Tessier of Wrestling.com, here to talk about all things Ring of Honor Wrestling, including this past week, past week's episode of Ring of Honor Tel- uh, Wrestling, the weekly television show. Before I do, just remind you, want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever, maybe we've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. So yet again, this week's episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling was a good one. It was uh, the continuation of the survival of the fittest tournament, and there was a tag title match in the main event. Not just any match, but a pure rules match to showcase the heated stable warfare that continues to really uh, escalate in Ring of Honor. So, the, as for the survival of the fittest tournament here this week, we saw Eli Eisen face Dak Draper, a uh, battle of two of Ring of Honor's uh, bright upcoming stars here. And uh, the last time these two guys faced off, they ended in a time limit, time limit draw. And when they wanted to resume the match and have an, another five minutes to really determine a winner, Dalton Castle came out and uh, made it clear he wanted to add more excitement to Ring of Honor. And it made it seem like he was kind of aligning with both guys, but then he uh, kicked them both below the belt. And, uh, you know, obviously that was a uh, interesting kind of like, you know, direction to go with because like, it was unclear exactly what Don Castle had in store. This week we got a rematch between Iceman Draper, and you would definitely hope that there would be a decisive winner. But right when the match started, Don Castle and his boys came out. He danced to the ring. It was pretty, uh, I don't know. It was, a, it was a, Dalton Castle has a very unique charisma to him. He was dancing and he was, you know, you know, out there partying with the boys, and he was very much watching the ringside. He was coaching Dak Draper at a couple of different points. Uh, but as for the match itself, was, you know, as, as you would expect, uh, Dak Draper, very power powerhouse, big guy. Yeah, you know, some very high flyer, more of a you know, kind of a hybrid offense there. A good clash of styles there, and I enjoyed seeing these guys face off a couple weeks ago. This was. Uh, you know, I would say maybe even better than that one because obviously you had those those heightened stakes of the survival of the fittest tournament. Uh, in the end, Isom won with the promise, although uh, Dalton Castle's uh, his presence at ringside definitely was a factor where, you know, he maybe uh, distracted uh, Dak Draper a little too much where uh, Draper took his eye off the ball and Isom was able to win. So now, uh, with, with the one here, Eli Isom has moved on to the, the survival of the fittest six-man match, which will be, uh, you know, produced, I should say, upon the completion of the tournament. And I would imagine that might be if I had to guess, maybe early July, and I'm not quite sure exactly what the timeline will be. And obviously, once we once we have the uh, official information, we will provide that uh, at WrestleZone and on the show as well. But if I had to really guess, you know, kind of based on the, the pace we've seen so far, we are usually getting one to two matches a week for the tournament uh, between Ring of Honor Wrestling, the weekly show, and uh, ROH week by week on the YouTube channel. So... But yeah, that that'll be my prediction at this point. But obviously, I could be wrong. Uh, otherwise, here uh, we could talk more about the the survival of this tournament once we wrap up the show, uh, the the main show here. But in the main event, we had a tag title match between the Foundation and La Faction Ingo Bernabe. Now, if you remember, LFI had been suspended for the month of May uh, due to their their chaotic lawless actions. So the stable warfare that I've talked about for weeks here was kind of reduced to. Uh, the foundation and uh, violence unlimited here for a couple weeks and that's definitely heated up in its own way but with lfi coming back they're definitely determined to get those titles back because again if you remember back at the 19th anniversary pay-per-view the foundation and lfi that was the really the heart of the stable battle here and uh the foundation definitely won that round when uh trace williams and red titus defeated uh not dragonly dragonly missed that show so labessia del ring stepped up and kenny king uh, who had been the title champion with Lee, defended the titles against Titus and Williams. They lost that match, and Kenny King lost the, the TV title to Trace Williams at the pay-per-view. Then, of course, Trace Williams lost the title to Tony Depp a couple weeks later. Uh, but obviously here, LFI is back, Dragon Lee is back. So in his first appearance in, gosh, I think it's been probably uh, over two months now. He was back in the ring here. And uh, I again, I've, I, I've said it every time I see him in the ring there, but definitely one of the very best uh, if I had to, you know, put a label on them, I guess, uh, junior heavyweight uh, 
belts or, you know, I won't say cruiserweight, but, you know, a junior heavyweight. He's, oh, no, I'll say he's one of the very best, in, you know, maybe in the, in, in the company. If not, maybe I'll go in the business. Very, a very, very talented, you know, high flyer striker. Just, uh, you know, the, the dude, the man's so fast. Like, he, he, he moves so fast and he's, he's a blast to watch whatever he's doing. And for, for me, it's just interesting because, I mean, not, not to say that, you know, all cruiserweights are all, all, all you know, fast paced high flying guys have to be baby faces but a lot you know when when dragon lee first came into the company he was you know your kind of good guy that, that could you know pop the crowd with with his high flying action but you know now he's he's you know this evil dragon lee that's you know part of lfi here so i, I like that progression here and so the match itself a couple weeks ago williams and uh Williams and Rhett Titus made clear that they wanted to uh, defend the titles under pure rules as their quest to quote unquote purify a ring of honor, you know, all the divisions, all the titles, they wanted to really have them contested under pure rules. And I think uh, it should, it's worth noting out that King and Lee won the titles in a pure rules match. Uh, I think that was in February. So, um, you know, they, they are at least tentatively familiar with the, the pure rules, but that was the ultimate downfall here. Cause you have the foundation, a, a, a stable that is very much driven by this quest to, uh, you know, again, purify wrestling to, to really uh, showcase pure wrestling. And then you have the, the LFI, definitely a group where, um, you know, they are you know, anti-pure wrestling, where they, they, they break the rules, bend the rules, they're all about chaos and winning at any means necessary. So obviously that inherent clash of styles and having this this title match, you know, you they, it's worth noting that they did play by the rules for the most part. Although, uh, you know, some some cheap shots, some, some uh, chippiness here and there, as you would expect. But the big story here was that, you know, while they did win those titles in a pure rules match, they're not pure wrestlers in, in, in a literal sense, right? They have, you know, maybe a little less familiarity with those rules. Kenny King, uh, uh, ironically enough, used all three of uh, LFI's rope breaks. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Dragon Lee might be a little a little upset with, with Kenny King there because... I hate to say that it's Kenny King's fault by for losing this match, but he used all three rope breaks, and it's worth noting in, in a Purell's match, you use rope break when you interfere uh, to break up a, a pinfall or submission. So not only did, did he use some, you know, some rope breaks for, to get out of submission holds, he did use a rope break to break up some, a pinfall here or there. Uh, so again, that that unfamiliarity definitely did cost him. Where uh, he he was, you know, he used all three rope breaks, and then in the end, I think what it came down to. A, a super pile driver from Chase Williams on, I think it was Kenny King, uh, and the Dragon Lee broke broke it up, uh, or the the, the the broke up the pinfall, and because they'd already used the rope breaks, the referee dis, uh, disqualified LFI. The Foundation retained the titles, so the Foundation still reigns supreme there, and definitely D Dragon Lee could have a bone to pick with Kenny King for that very reason. But well, well, no, worth noting that in the end, it was yet another stable brawl between the Foundation and LFI, so they're at least for the moment uh, remaining a united front in that sense. And you know, continuing this this you know, this chaotic brawl and this, the, this battle and this war for stable supremacy there, uh, and it really it, there's no like clear um, leading leading faction at this point. That the gold remains kind of spread all, all throughout uh, the the three groups. Where Roosh has the world title, uh, Tony Devin of Vance Limited has the the TV title, and then of course the, the foundation has the pure title and the tag titles. So you know, it's nice and they're showing the wolf in that sense. So. You know, it's definitely hard to predict a winner, uh, or not even a winner, but kind of a, a leading force to, uh, in this in the stable warfare. But I'm enjoying it. So you know, it, just, it keeps turning on in in a, in a dynamic way where it's like again, you had LFI go away for go away for a bit, now they're back, and it's worth noting that the Violence Limited came out to the stage and just watched these two stables brawl to end the show. Obviously, you know, and maybe to kind of the implication that just their their sheer presence in Ring of Honor has kind of encouraged the Foundation and LFI to. 
uh, up the ante uh, to brawl more violently, to be more chaotic. You know, there's something kind of maybe somebody said for that, but I, I definitely like that touch for it. It would be way too easy to have Violence Unlimited run down to the ring and get engaged in this brawl. Uh, instead, they just simply watched it and fold and kind of, you know, made it clear they'll be there to kind of, uh, you know, sort through the wreckage and maybe try and capitalize on that situation. So, you know, yet again, another really strong episode here. Uh, you know, every week it feels like, you know, there's never, there's never really a weak episode. It's every like, but, you know, pretty much every, every week I'll say, it, you know, two good matches, happy with uh, the stories being told in those matches, happy with the outcomes, happy with the continuing uh, progression of these stories here every single week. So, you know, it's, it's one, it's one of the ones I'm doing the show, but it's trying to spread the word that ring of honor, Ring of Honor Wrestling is a very good weekly show. You got it. You got to watch it. It's one hour, less than one hour. It's 50 minutes, even with commercials. Uh, you're usually going to get two very solid matches uh, of the very best wrestling on the planet, for my money at least. Uh, and it's available on Ring of Honor's website for free. It's available on Fight TV for free. The Fight TV is Monday nights at 7 p.m. And there are any number of other ways to watch it as well. So you got to watch it. You got to check it out. You got to watch Ring of Honor Wrestling. Every, you know, just give, give it a shot. If you're not watching it already, you got to give it a shot just to see if Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor is for you because it's not the same as WWE or AEW. It's definitely its own brand of wrestling. It's pure wrestling. It's, it is Ring of Honor Wrestling. So, you know, that, that it's, it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, when you've got a show like Monday Night Raw every Monday for three hours, I'd say I even even just for for the time investment, I would say check out Ring of Honor uh, for those those fifty minutes because you're gonna get you're gonna get your I, I can't even say you're gonna, you're gonna get your money's worth. It's free. It's free good wrestling. Some of the very best wrestlers on the planet, guys like Dragon Lee, Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham, uh, Roosh, uh, Brody King, Tony Depp, and Trace Williams. All these guys and Bandito. Bandito will be asking next week. We'll talk about that. But all these guys, you gotta check them out. Definitely well worth a shot. You know, if you're not watching it already, why not? There's no, re there's no reason not to. Again, 50 minutes out of your time, more than worth it. You're, and again, you're not even paying to do it, so you're, you're more than going to get your money's worth. So can't recommend it enough. Um, if I had to put a number to it, I would say a very solid, maybe a very solid 8 or even maybe 8.5 for this, for this week, with this week's episode. That's probably my kind of my my consistent number here. And I usually don't even give it a number because, you know, I guess I, I never necessarily think to, but if I have really probably kind of my average number here, if I had to think about it, not just this week, but in general, it's usually like a solid 8.5 out of 10 every single week. So got to check it out. Another good episode of Everyone Wrestling. Uh, next week, maybe even better. We're going to see another Survival of the Fittest qualifying match here. It's going to be Bandito versus Bateman of the Righteous. That's going to be a good one. A very a clear clash of Bandito's electric high flying offense and, and Bateman's powerhouse, uh, you know, big man versus David versus Goliath. Very much, uh, that's my predict prediction for that kind of story. If I had to really predict at this point, I'd have to think that Bandito will get his shot here at least in, the, in this uh, that that six man match. Uh, at the end of the tournament, they'll at least have that shot to earn the title match rather than losing this qualifying match. I have to think that Bandito, uh, for my you know, for me, one of the very um. I can't even say underrated, but one of the guys I've been really looking for to have that that breakout moment with Ronda. I think this is his chance by beating Bateman here. Uh, as good as Bateman is, uh, as as uh, intimidating as, as a, of an enforcer as Bateman is, as capable as Bateman is as, uh, over in the righteous, I've got to think that Benito will win this one. And also, maybe even more exciting, a triple threat match for the television championship. Trace Williams, Dragon Lee, and Tony Devin will battle it out. Uh, and that one, you're going to have all three stables, uh, all three... Um, Main, main stables. I always overlook Shane Taylor promotions, but the three main stables we're seeing here in Milano, they're going to be rep represented in that 12th match in the main event for the TV title. Uh, definitely a big, big test for Tony Deppin. 
And uh, I, that one's very hard to, hard to predict. Yeah, Deppin just won the title, but that's what we were saying about Trace Williams. I was saying uh, before that match that I didn't think Trace Williams would lose so soon, and he did. So anything can happen. So maybe maybe Dragon Lee will retain the title there, or get Rochus to regain the title there, or Williams will win it back himself, or Tony Deppin could pull off. I guess what what could be considered an, up, an upset in that sense. So I'm very much looking forward to see what happens with that one. Uh, I think that'll be a very very good match. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Uh, and speaking of, we're, we're talking about survival of the fittest. So last week I recorded on Monday, so I was not able to report it because it hadn't happened yet. Brian Johnson, the Mecca, defeated Sledge on Ring of Honor week by week. So he will be advancing uh, into that that six-man um, yeah, tournament ending match for the survival of the fittest for that title shot. Uh, very, very, very happy to see that. I think I, I say it every single time Brian Johnson is on Ring of Honor Wrestling. I really want to see this guy get 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 a shot. I'm biased because I've interviewed him twice, and I just want to see him succeed. He's just so passionate about business, and I really think he's so talented as a performer. So I, I'll admit I'm biased. I'm very happy that he won that match. Um, you know, hats off to Sledge for putting on a, a great performance as well. Uh, hopefully he'll get a shot. You know, to to maybe, maybe at the TV title or something like that down the road sooner rather than later. But for Brian Johnson, he's moving on. He's getting he's getting that shot to earn a, a turn a match with the world champion, presumably Roosh at this point. Um, so I'm very very excited about that. Uh, Flamita won the spot in that match last week as well. Now we know that uh, Eli Ice will be will be in that match uh, too. So that's three of the six men uh, we we know will be in that match. Now next week we'll see whether it will be Bandito or Bateman joining them. This week, on Week by Week, I recorded this on Mondays. So tomorrow, on Tuesday, uh, June 15th, we will see O'Shea Edwards versus Chris Dickinson of Vance Limited on Week by Week uh, in another qualifying match there. Uh, O'Shea Edwards has had definitely a you know a good run here where he's got some breakout performances against Sledge uh, on Week by Week and on the, the YouTube channel and some exclusive matches there. He defeated Sledge in the, the rubber match of their series matches there, so he's definitely got some momentum going. Dickinson's got a lot of momentum, momentum as well. Uh, he's been riding high with Violence Unlimited, and he, he picked up a win on Week by Week. I think that was maybe two or three weeks ago at this point, so... For me, if I had to really predict, I would probably put, put 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 my money on Dickinson for that one, based on his background, based on his experience, based on, for me, it's just it's viewing him as a contender. You know, whereas O'Shea Edwards is more of this, uh, you know, more of a, a new name. And he he said it in a, in a promo for the for the match this week on Ring of Wrestling. He said, you know, hey, everybody knows who who Chris Dickinson Dickinson is. Nobody knows who who O'Shea Edwards is, but he hopes to change that after this match here. So. Maybe, maybe he'll be able to. I mean, he'll be having that match tomorrow on week by week. Uh, we will have coverage of that tomorrow when it, when it happens. Um, and again, my, my prediction would be uh, Dixon pulling off the win there, but you can't necessarily, you cannot write off O'Shea Edwards, especially after he got uh, officially uh, introduced into Shane Taylor Promotions. So I'm looking forward to that, and that'll be definitely uh, a big clash of two powerhouses there. And otherwise, looking at uh, the newest edition of the, the X Files on Ring of Honor Wrestling.com, Calvin Eck. Uh, covers all things ring of honor as well i didn't mention it last week but we know uh, a newcomer on ring of honor tv his name is rocco uh definitely the, uh, an eccentric personality there uh kind of a seemingly this this manager role this kind of oddball manager looking for clients here try to recruit fred yehi i think that was last week on ring of honor wrestling and yehi was not interested or that may have been a week by week or something but uh definitely yeah Ye- 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 turned him down so rocco is out there looking for clients uh Ek notes that uh uh, Rocco has trained on in the dojo and he's been featured on featured feature of honor shows and he's looking for clients he uh, quote unquote has connections so I don't know what that means but uh, Rocco seems is here to stay so we're he's obviously looking for some clients to work with and I'm curious to see what happens with him 
Over on the women's side of things, women's, women's Division Wednesdays still going strong. Last week, we learned that uh, Vita Von Star has earned a ticket to gold. And every week here, you can definitely expect to see more Women's Division uh, Wednesdays on Ringamana's YouTube channel. So, you know, more showcase matches for the women here that could be or could or will be in the, the ROH Women's Title Tournament this summer. Um, not sure what the match will be this week, but it is worth noting that this past week, uh, Amy Rose made a return, uh, the former manager of LFI. She after Max, uh, everybody involved in the women's match, uh, I think that was last week, when she uh, really laid out, um, I don't even think the website says it, but uh, she, let, she let everyone that was on Women's Vision Wednesday this past week and definitely established herself as a force to be reckoned with. Now, it's worth noting that Max Paylor has wrestled twice on Women's Vision Wednesday, but she has not earned a, t- a ticket to gold yet, so that will definitely be something worth looking out for as well. But Amy Rose, then, uh, at least on a, a digital exclusive promo, she was saying that... Um, this is her first appearance since uh, uh, Kenny King and La Bestia Del Ring you know, wrote, kicked her out of LFI, I should say. I think that was at 19th anniversary. Uh, she was saying that you know, without her, LFI would not have accomplished everything they have. They would not be where they are without her. And they, they coldly kicked her out. She tearfully um, you know, got upset with Kenny King for you know, betraying her like that. And he did. He, he, he did her wrong. So now she's out for revenge. Uh, and in the promo, I'll, I'll quote it. She said, karma is a bitch, but so, so, so am I. That, that's what she said. Uh, so very clearly here, it seems like she is uh, going to be looking for revenge against LFI. Not quite sure uh, how that might go down, whether she might be potentially bringing in a, a, cl- a new client of her own. Obviously, we saw her potentially align with Maxine Paler. Uh, so that's a middle crowd for her as well. But very curious to see what the future holds for Amy Rose in that sense. And um, again, maybe she'll be a, a, a factor in this uh you know, ongoing stable warfare. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens there. And I should, before I forget, I should mention that another match has been added to Ring of Honor Best in the World pay per view next month, July 11th. Uh, the Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor's first show since uh, with fans since the pandemic started. We are going to see EC3 face Flip Gordon. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we saw Flip Gordon and EC3 team up to face the Briscoes. Uh, Flip Gordon cheated in that match, but EC3 did get the win and the pin. Um, but he did not know that Gordon cheated after the fact. He was very upset that Gordon, uh, you know, was did something so dishonorable for a guy that's been uh you know really on this quest to prove the honor is real that's been ec3's mo since he arrived in ring of honor he was definitely not happy with that a couple weeks ago flip gordon cut uh, an interview on ring of honor wrestling and then gordon very briefly said you've been warned um very clearly kind of throwing down the gauntlet there now the match is official and that will be a clash i mean now that's a great match for ec3's second pay-per-view match in ring of honor here uh you know two of the two very you know buzzworthy stars there and even though ec3 lost to Jay Briscoe at the 19th anniversary pay-per-view. He definitely looked great uh, in the losing effort. So I, ha- I have to think that maybe ECP uh, e- e- will walk away with a victory this time around and really kind of establish himself as, uh, not that he ha- isn't already, but to really kind of get that win will really kind of cement his spot in Ring of Honor. But at the same time, for Flip Gordon, a guy that is owed a Ring of Honor World Championship shot, got to wonder if he'll win that match and then maybe kind of, uh, you know, Add some add some credence to the idea that he really not only obviously he's owed his title shot, but then, then uh, to be able to say that he deserves one, he's beat he's beat EC three, he's earned it, he's owed a title shot, so then maybe he'll be finally able to get one with a win in that match. Uh, de- definitely a uh, you know a situation where, where neither man can really afford to lose in terms of EC three wanting to prove himself in Ring of Honor and Flip Gordon wanting to really prove that he is. A, a world title contender definitely an exciting match there and i think i mentioned last week but brody king versus jay lethal has also been announced a clash between two of the 
at least unofficial leaders of uh, the, these two leading stables, Violence Unlimited and the Foundation there. I think that'll be a great match between a former world champion and a guy that's very much been in the world title scene for, a, you know, a guy that challenged Roosh at, at Final Battle and a guy that's obviously looking to get back in the world title scene. I'm very much looking forward to that one. So very quickly here, at least with those two matches, uh, Best in the World is shaping up to be a very special show, especially with the return of fans. So I'm very much looking forward to that one. I hope you are as well. Uh, and that's all that I've got for here in the world of Ring of Honor, at least for this week. So with that, you know, uh, I'm here every week talking about Ring of Honor Wrestling. Uh, make sure, and as, as I said before, make sure make sure you watch the show. It's 50 minutes. You got to watch it. Can't recommend it enough. Otherwise, I record this on Mondays. John Clark and I will be back here tonight on Monday night to talk all things Monday Night Raw. John and I also talk about WWE NXT on Tuesday nights. The Dynamite Dudes of Attitude cover all things AEW. They also do WCW Rewritten to talk about all things you know, fun fans. Book yourself with that. Robert D. Fleece and I have been pushed to Saturdays for uh, for the SmackDown Double Downs. So make sure to check that out. Um, we'll, we've also got a great stream of interviews constantly coming to you guys with uh, Bill, Pritchard, Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Eric Rowan, Fred Rosser, Sean Spears, more than I can even think to name. Um, I, I interviewed, I'm doing the Ring of Honor show right now. I interviewed Josh Woods. I've interviewed Brian Johnson, Roxy for, for the Women's Vision uh, title tournament. Um, I, I interviewed Trace Williams uh, months ago, but definitely, it's definitely still a great, a great listen there as well. All these things and more are available on our uh, all of our streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. We, we appreciate your support. We thank you so much for listening. And remember, Above all else, to do one thing, one thing, I'm sorry, above all others, and that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.